What's up, guys? It's Brittany, and welcome to One Hot Mess. Hi, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, y'all, we're going to be talking about shadow work. It's all about stepping into your power, and we're going to talk about how to do that. I'm sure that a lot of you have probably came across shadow work on TikTok where this topic has about a billion views. Yes. So, shadow work is a type of therapy that dives deep. In fact, it touches not only how you view the world, but also on what triggers you, what you have suppressed your inner child, and even your dark side. So think of it simply as the act of revealing who you are to yourself. Shadow work allows us to begin the process of giving space to the other parts of our personality and identity that have been pushed to the shadows. When you are shamed, rejected, abandoned, or traumatized, it's common To what? To bury certain things that you learn about yourself. So the basic idea of shadow work is learning to accept and love yourself, including the parts that others have rejected. And by doing shadow work, you do things to intentionally heal this shadow self, whether you consciously or unconsciously suppressed a memory were taught to hide your emotions or squashed a certain aspect of your personality in order to be loved or accepted. Shadow work brings it all to the light where you can begin to accept and integrate it with your current self. So if maybe you're interested in starting your shadow work healing journey, here are some things that you're going to need to know. Okay, so you know shadow work is meant to help you acknowledge the shadowy or dark parts of yourself, tend to them with kindness as you would your inner child, and work to heal so you can include them as part of your identity. So the idea is to unpack feelings of shame, guilt, and other tough emotions. So your shadow things that linger in the back of your brain. Without even realizing it, these feelings can impact how you think, how you feel, and how you react in everyday life. Examples, an example, crying for no reason and getting upset at a friend. In theory, when you integrate your shadow self, it no longer has the power to trigger you. And while this concept has actually been around for ages, it's taking off in the spiritual corner of TikTok and beyond. And it's become so popular, we're realizing what a trap perfection is. It's a constant performance that leaves us anxious and estranged from others, and most importantly, ourselves. Shadow work healing also fits in with this generation's interest in taking care of their mental health. We are realizing that we can't just ignore the parts of ourselves that people have disliked. When we do, 
We only re-traumatize ourselves by doing to ourselves what other people have done to us. This generation wants real healing, and that requires real acceptance. And by doing shadow work, you will start to understand what influences your everyday behaviors, thoughts, and patterns. For instance, you might see that you react with anger because you were ashamed for having emotions as a kid or that you feel anxious all the time because you were taught you needed to change yourself in order to be accepted. If we continue on without facing these aspects of ourselves, we will continue responding to the world and others that trigger these shadows in the same way. And by addressing those shadows with self-compassion and forgiveness, we can integrate them into our identities and become more authentic versions of ourselves with the peace and ease that comes with that. And understanding what fuels your behaviors gives you the choice to thoughtfully replace knee-jerk reactions with something healthier. And it also helps you feel less anxious as you become less afraid of people seeing your faults. Shadow work might be in order if you frequently feel overwhelmed, angry, sad, or anxious. It might also help if you always have a hard time in relationships, as it may be a sign that you have unconscious patterns or beliefs that are negatively impacting how you interact with others. If you tend to self-sabotage, you might want to give shadow work a try. And the same is true if you have ongoing addictive behaviors, as it might be a sign that you have unprocessed emotions or beliefs that you are seeking to avoid through escapism. Or if you have a sense of chronic dissatisfaction with life, it could mean you may feel unfilled in other ways. And if you feel disconnected from your true self. So, you 100% can do shadow work by yourself. You know, there's plenty of journals out there with prompts, you know, questions to ask yourself and topics to journal about. You could also. Start out by meeting with a therapist who is trained in shadow work. This is a good idea if you have a lot of trauma or if something particularly triggering comes up, as the therapist can help guide you through all those memories. And from there, you can do shadow work on your own at home through practices like journaling, reading, or meditating, all of which can help you tap into your inner self. And as you get started, Try to go in with a sense of self-awareness and acceptance. This means being honest about your feelings, thoughts, and behaviors without judgment or criticism. Think through your childhood. Journal on moments where you felt shamed for being your true self. And meditate to spot patterns in your current life, such as where you feel misunderstood or like you're holding back and explore the parts of yourself that you have been avoiding or denying, but be open to learning from them without trying to change them 
remember, this is all about digging stuff up, seeing what's going on in the back of your brain and accepting it. Shadow work is really a powerful tool, but it can also bring up a lot of dark things from your past. That's why it's important to prioritize your own safety and well-being. That's why a lot of people say it's important to do shadow work with a therapist if possible. But you can also work at your own pace and take breaks whenever necessary, engage in self-care, like exercising or reaching out to a friend whenever you're feeling overwhelmed. And as you work through uncomfortable feelings, you'll notice that it starts to get easier. And shadow work is going to be an ongoing process. It takes consistency and dedication to really make a difference. So to start, consider setting aside at least 30 minutes a week for dedicated shadow work. And from there, you can increase or decrease the amount of time depending on how it's affecting your life. As you start to uncover and accept things from your past, you should begin to notice a gradual shift in your perception in a couple of weeks. Sometimes, though, the benefits of shadow work won't be noticeable for a few months or, I mean, even a few years. It all comes down to your individual experience and how much work you put in. And while it can take time and the process isn't always comfortable, shadow work is usually worth the effort And whether you call it shadow work or not, shining light on the places where shame lives within you will only weaken the power it has over you. To do so is to step into your power and your whole self. So how well do you know yourself? If you are like most people, you probably have a decent idea about your own desires, values, beliefs, and opinions. You have a personal code that you choose to follow that dictates whether you're being a good person. If there is any one thing you can know in this universe, surely it is who you are. But what if you're wrong? What if much of what you have come to believe about yourself, your Morality and what drives you is not an accurate reflection of who you truly are. Now, before you launch into a, hey, you don't know me, you don't know my life, you don't know what I've been through, style defense, think about this for a second. Have you ever said or done something really shitty, mostly on an impulse that you later regretted? And after the damage was done and the other person involved was hurt, You couldn't bury your shame fast enough. And you're like, why did I say that? Why did I do that? It's that why question that indicates the presence of a blind spot. And though the reason for your reaction may have been obvious, maybe even justified, the lack of control you had over yourself betrays the existence of a different person lurking beneath your carefully constructed idea of who you are. If this person is coming into focus for you, 
Congratulations, you've just met your shadow self. The shadow, it is a concept first coined by Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung that describes those aspects of the personality that we choose to reject and repress. And for one reason or another, we all have parts of ourselves that we don't like or that we think society won't like. So we push those parts down into our unconscious psyches. It is this collection of repressed aspects of our identity that are referred to as our shadow self. And if you're one of those people who generally loves who they are, you might be wondering whether this is true of you. Rather than confront something that we don't like, our mind pretends it doesn't exist. Aggressive impulses, taboo mental images, shameful experiences, fears, irrational wishes, unacceptable sexual desires. These are just a few examples of shadow aspects, things people did not, they they contain, but do not admit to themselves that they contain. So we're going to go over a few examples of common shadow behaviors. The first one being a tendency to harshly judge others, especially if that judgment comes on an impulse. Like you may have caught yourself doing this once or twice when you pointed out to a friend how ridiculous someone else's outfit looked. Deep down, you would hate to be singled out that way. So doing it to another reassures you that you are smart enough not to take the same risks as the other person or pointing out one's own insecurities as flaws in another. The internet is notorious for hosting this. Scan any comment section and you will find an abundance of trolls calling the person who posted the video or whatever stupid or moron, idiot, untalented, brainwashed, and all that shit. Ironically, Internet trolls are some of the most insecure people of all. Maybe you are frequently playing the victim of every situation rather than admitting wrongdoing. People go to amazing lengths to paint themselves as the poor, innocent bystander who never has to take responsibility. Or maybe there's a willingness to step on others to achieve one's own ends. People often celebrate their own greatness without acknowledging times that they may have cheated others to get to their success. And, you know, seeing the shadow within ourselves is extremely difficult. So it's rarely done. But we are really good at seeing undesirable shadow traits in others. Truth be told, it's almost like we love it. We love calling out unsightly qualities in others. In fact, The entire celebrity gossip industry is built on this fundamental human tendency. Seeing in others what we won't admit also lies within us is what is called projection, people. Although our conscious minds are avoiding our own flaws, they still want to deal with them on a deeper level. So we magnify those flaws in others. 
first we reject and then we project. Yeah, we just have a hard time admitting that we were wrong. So, unfortunately, our impulse to um, to avoid unpleasant, the unpleasant confrontation with the truth is so strong that we remain completely unaware of what's happening. The mind ignores and buries all evidence of our shortcomings to protect itself and to prevent the experience of pain, storing it deep within our unconscious minds. This doesn't make those moments, thoughts, memories, and emotions go away, but it does put them somewhere we don't have to see them. Our conscious minds are where our ego personality dwells. The I that walks around every day talking to other people. When you think of who you are, this is the part of yourself you usually identify with. However, that you is only the part of your identity that is visible to you. Your conscious awareness is like a light enabling you to observe what is happening inside your mind. And beneath that conscious light is a whole world of darkness containing those very aspects of ourselves that we have strived to ignore. The ego is only the tip of the iceberg floating above the sea, but the unconscious mind is the vast mountain of ice lurking beneath the surface. And much of that bulk consists of our repressed thoughts, memories, emotions, impulses, traits, and actions. And our society teaches us that certain behaviors, emotional patterns, lifestyle choices, blah, 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 are inappropriate. And these inappropriate qualities are usually those that disrupt the flow of a functioning society. Even if that disruption means challenging people to accept things that make them uncomfortable, anyone who is too challenging becomes outcast and everyone else moves on. Now, we humans are highly social creatures. And the last thing we want is to be excommunicated from the rest of the people. So in order to avoid being cast out, we do whatever it takes to fit in. Early in our childhood development, we find where the line between what is socially acceptable and unacceptable is, and we spend the rest of our lives trying to tow it. And when we cross that line, as we all frequently do, we suffer the pain of society's backlash. People judge us, condemn us, gossip about us, and the unpleasant emotions that come with this experience can quickly become overwhelming. However, we actually don't need people to observe our deviances to suffer for them. Eventually, we internalize the backlash so deeply that we inflict it on ourselves. And the only way to escape from this perpetual reoccurring pain is to mask it. Enter the ego. We tell ourselves stories about who we are, who we are not, and what we would never do to protect ourselves from suffering the consequences of being an outcast. And ultimately, we believe these stories, and once we develop a firm belief about something, 
we unconsciously discard any information that contradicts that belief. Humans tend to interpret and ignore information in ways that confirm what they already believe. The problem is that literally everyone possesses qualities that society has deemed undesirable. People fall short of others' expectations, have a temper flare-up, are, I don't know why I said are, (laughs) but the ideal individual in any society is one who lives up to impossible standards. And, well, uncommon thoughts and emotions put us at an even higher risk of being alienated. Ideas that are challenging or contrary to social norms are considered dangerous and are best left unexpressed if one wishes to fit in. Emotionally, any mood other than happy or at least neutral is considered undesirable. Rather than admit that we are going through a difficult experience, you know, making others uncomfortable with the knowledge that we are uncomfortable, we say that we're fine when we're really not. And ironically, this need to avoid things that make us and others uncomfortable undermines our ability to confront and either heal or integrate them. And if this failure to heal is bad for us as individuals, the effects of that failure on a mass scale are catastrophic. Oh, my stomach's growling, guys. I must be hungry. But anyway, You know, the result is that we struggle to change in ways that require us to suppress our base instincts without giving them safe outlets through which to manifest. So in other words, we push our failures into the unconscious where we can ignore them and go on pretending to be the people society wants us to be. We get to pretend to be enlightened without actually doing the deep inner work that it takes to move through the developmental process. And what we repress never stays repressed, okay? It lives on in the unconscious. And despite what our egos would have us believe, the unconscious mind is the one really running the show. Shadow work, then, is the process of making the unconscious conscious. In doing so, we gain awareness of our unconscious impulses and can then choose whether and how to act on them. We begin this process when we take a step back from our normal patterns of behavior and observe what's happening within us. Meditation is a great way to develop this ability to step back from ourselves with the goal being to gain the ability to do this as we go about our daily lives. The next step is to question. When we observe ourselves reacting to psychological triggers or events that prompt an instant and uncontrolled reaction from us, we have to learn to pause and ask ourselves, why am I acting this way? This teaches us to backtrack through our emotions to our memories, which hold the origins of our emotional programming. Identifying triggers, it can be a difficult process due to our natural desire to avoid acknowledging 
the shadow self. Our tendency is to justify our actions after the fact, when really the best thing we can do is avoid acting reactively or unconsciously in the first place. Cultivating an awareness of the shadow is a first step to identifying our triggers, but before we can do that, we must first overcome our instinctive fear of our shadows. And maybe the biggest issue people face when confronted with the shadow is the question, am I a bad person? Acknowledging the shadow means acknowledging that we contain darkness. And under all circumstances, or under certain circumstances, all human beings have the capacity to do horrible, brutal things. And familiarizing ourselves with these dark potential things and accepting them as part of us is maybe the best way to ensure that they are never actualized. But again, it's profoundly difficult to do this, particularly because we desperately don't want to think of ourselves as bad people. Nonetheless, the idea of being a good person is not met, is not without merit, and most of us intuitively understand that it's a fine idea to move in the direction of greater self-awareness, self-mastery, and compassion, doing difficult shadow work, recognizing and correcting our unconscious destructive patterns is a crucial aspect of becoming a better person. And once we identify the original sources of our psychological triggers, only then can we begin to heal and integrate those wounded parts of ourselves. Integration means that we cease rejecting parts of our personalities and find ways to bring them forward into our everyday lives. We accept our shadows and seek to unlock the wisdom they contain. Fear becomes an opportunity for courage. Pain is a catalyst for strength and resilience. Aggression is transmuted into warrior-like passion. This wisdom informs our actions, our decisions, and our interactions with others. We understand how others feel and respond to them with compassion, knowing that they themselves are being triggered. So, yeah, there's a lot of things you can do to work on yourself. And shadow work is probably one of the best things that help. But one aspect of integrating the shadow self is healing our psychological wounds from early childhood and beyond. And as we embark on this work, we begin to understand that much of our shadow is the result of being hurt and trying to protect ourselves from re-experiencing that hurt. We can accept what happened to us, acknowledge that we did not deserve the hurt, and that these things were not our fault, and reclaim those lost pieces to move back into wholeness. This is a very intensive and involved process, but those who wish to know more about all of that we may talk about it on a different episode or you know there's google like i always say but unfortunately many 
philosophies insist that people can become enlightened without doing this deep inner work. The proposed solution within these philosophies seems to be to actively ignore unconscious impulses rather than to dig in and understand them. Hmm. We cannot correct undesirable behaviors until we deal with them head on. The shadow self acts out like a disobedient child until all aspects of the personality are acknowledged and integrated. Whereas many spiritual philosophies often denounce the shadow as something to be overcome and transcended. The true aim is not to defeat the shadow self, but to incorporate it with the rest of the personality. It is only through this merging that true wholeness can be attained. And when it is, that is enlightenment. There is so much we could get into about shadow work, guys. But honestly, we just do not have the time right now. But I will say that while shadow work is a rewarding way to cultivate a deep and intimate understanding of ourselves and thus evolve as individuals, the truth is that the world needs to embark on this journey sooner rather than later. The collective shadow houses society's impulses, those of greed, hatred, and violence. So if one person acting on these impulses can do a lot of harm to others, what happens when we act on them as a collective? We hate and fear what we don't understand, sometimes prompting people to pursue violence against people rather than seek diplomatic solutions with one another. We project our own worst qualities onto others to justify. We hoard resources, ignore the suffering of others, and continue the patterns of behavior that pollute the world we all call home. So, while these large-scale problems may seem impossible for any one person to influence, we each have more power in this game than we may think. When two people connect they form a relationship a group of relationships forms a community and the place where communities intersect is what we come to know as society and each of us is responsible for forming the social codes of our communities each day you are building the culture of your community and when you smile at strangers you promote a culture of kindness and connection if you avoid making eye contact or speak to others coldly. You build a community based on distrust and animosity. So our actions extend far beyond ourselves, and they have a ripple effect on society as a whole. So, when you work to heal and integrate your shadow, you find that you stop living so reactively and unconsciously thereby hurting others less. You build trust in your relationships and the people whose lives you touch open themselves to others, building even more healthy relationships. Even random acts of kindness to strangers will increase the likelihood that they will be kind to strangers in turn, which will lighten the mood of a community overall. 
So you hold within you the power to catalyze a ripple that will vibrate through the lives of the people around you. The world desperately needs more kindness, more trust, and more cooperation to heal divisions. And doing deep inner work, it may seem like a self-absorbed process, but you'll come to find that at its core, it truly becomes about so much more than just you. So, you should seriously consider doing shadow work is my point here, guys. So, that's it for today, for now, and maybe we will talk about some more things having to do with shadow work later on. Thank you so, so much for listening. Please make sure to hit that follow button. And I will talk to you guys later. Have an amazing day, guys.